This is the John Hallett Podcast with John Hallett. It's because the way we're living, we need to change it, make it change today, and all learn from failure. Maybe they just wanted it a little bit more than you. That's probably the fact. And now your host, John Hallett. Hey gang, welcome back. Glad you could join me. Greatly appreciated. I am back from a little R&R. I don't think I'd recommend the resort, but it was still a week away from Josh. You always recommend the resort in case they want to be a... Oh, they're going to be a sponsor? They're going to be a sponsor. If we could just get Black Rifle Coffee to sponsor us, I'd be psyched. If they just sent me coffee, I'd be psyched. Yeah, well, we drink a lot of Black Rifle. Don't, don't. Sponsor, sponsor, sponsor. How much coffee costs? Can I talk now? Go. Go? You're like shushing me. (laughs) Don't don't piss off the potential sponsors, John. (laughs) I really don't think they're going to sponsor me, but you know, uh, getting back on track, right? You get a little off, even though I maintained my fast and I worked out a couple times. I wasn't as dedicated as I could have been, um, in there, but you know, get back at it guys. You get off track. You just got to get back on it. Um, we're talking about a bunch of things. Um, one big thing is the law, right? That's, that's a big thing. We always say, We've got a fight, and then there's the legal system of being justified in what we were doing. Josh and I were just training, and you know, we ended up talking about it at least for 10 minutes there. I think it was a good instructor conversation, but man, when somebody shows a willingness to retreat, you've got to let them go. You cannot continue that fight, whether it's hand-to-hand or, in the case this morning, of continuing to fire on somebody. And I think that's what you had said, right? You said like, hell that you do. I don't care. You dropped the knife. You were coming at me. I'm still shooting you. But I'm like, I showed a willingness to disengage and stop that fight after taking, you know, a couple rounds that, you know, whatever, hypothetically didn't stop me. You know, you hear that all the time. I'm shot. I'm shot. And people, and they just, they have had enough. You see that in footage all the time. And they decide that they don't want any more. And you see that in fist fights. You cannot continue after that guy. It, it is tough. The law is tough, and now you've got that criminal and a civil potential case. So, then you have three fights. The first one's hard enough to win, and we all know, you know, we're not lawyers, but if somebody's showing a willingness to retreat, you're now engaging in a second fight. And that's something for you guys to uh, really ponder and think about. And another one. On that subject that I had been thinking about recently, and I believe Josh and I were talking about it, but somebody said it in class, and I'm going to tell you, I'm guilty of it before, you know, knowing better and learning more, but goading somebody into punching you, go ahead, hit me first. That is not a claim of self-defense after that, even though the guy hit you first, you goaded him into it. Like the old gunslingers, uh-huh. yeah. goading that guy into the gunfight. You're a willing participant in that fight. Tough stuff. So, you know, sometimes us guys think, well, he hit me first. You know, the simple thing is he hit me first. Well, words matter, <laughs> especially in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> they matter. <laughs> um, so especially in the court of law, what you what you said. You know, there's a case that I, case that I was looking at uh, in a book and, you know, a guy had said he was going to kill these two women. A guy came to their rescue and punched the guy. 
And he was saying he was going to kill them, amongst other things, following them around a nightclub or bar. And a guy hit him, and his he, and then he pulled his gun, hit a bystander, and hit the guy that hit him in the chest, uh, hit him in the face, hit him with a round of the chest, killed him. And he claimed self-defense. Guy hit me first. But he was threatening to kill people, so he was not innocent. That guy had the right to come and try to protect a smaller person that this guy was harassing and threatening to kill. And you can't say you're going to kill somebody, especially in an aggressive manner. You've got to reasonably believe that I'm going to try to kill you. I'm following you around a nightclub, whatever it may be. Like, I'm going to kill you, bitches, is what he was saying to him. Myself in because now I want to talk about that. Because if somebody tells you something, you know, believe them, right? If they said they're going to kill you, you got to think they might want to kill me, right? So you have to start going through a decision making process to figure out how to deal with that that whole situation, right? Yeah. And that's a scary thought, right? And if it seems imminent, then you need to do something about it. But I'm like, you know what, Josh? I'm coming back with my gun. I'll get you, kill you, and I'm leaving. You could have avoided that. You couldn't pull your gun and shoot me because that threat is not imminent. Not imminent, but it is a threat. It is a threat. You got a reason why I believe it. You need to call the police. Sure. You need to get yourself out of there, but you can't pull your gun. Right. In this country. Because the story changes if there's no evidence in it. There's no, I mean, I'm saying I'm coming back. Yeah. Well, maybe I think better. Yeah. Maybe I get home and I'm like, do I really want to kill Josh? Right. No. I mean, I will. Uh, and all I got to say. That was stupid. So that that's over. That that argument, yeah. that threat, and I retreat to say I'm going home. Well, maybe I think better of my My wife talks me out of it. You're Who's going to do your social media? You can't kill Josh. No. If you you can't, why would you say that, John? It'd be horrible. And then the next part is, is that and you bust into my house and shoot me, you're guilty. Right. But you're allowed to change your mind, right? Yeah, I can change my mind. And if, yeah, you were to do the pre-crime shoot on that, you're the bad guy because only one of you committed homicide at that point. Yeah. I mean, now if I'm approaching you and I got my hand behind my back, right? And I'm saying I'm going to kill you. Threat was imminent. It feels imminent. Yeah. So that whole. You know, guy thing of like, he hit me first. Well, what did you say? Yeah. Yeah. Were you like, hey man, stay back away from me. I don't want any trouble from you. Or you're like, bring it on, dude. Bring it on. Let's go. Well, he hit me. You told him to bring it on. Goading's real, right? (laughs) Yeah, you're a willing participant in that. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. So, and those are the things that we do here at Rocky Mountain Self-Defense and Fitness in Castle Rock, Colorado. Yeah. Check us out, rmsdf.com. How do you like Colorado? You know, uh, I've lived here my whole life. I like it when it rains and it never rains. Here. <laughs> I know, it never you rains. You know what I mean? It yeah. never rains. The sun does always shine. Like, I've been, to, I've been to upstate New York where it snows, and it stays until July, right? It snows here, it's gone by morning. Yeah. So there, there's parts of it that it's like, it's really, really great, right? I, I love Colorado. It's always been my, my state. But... It's changed considerably since the 90s when I was old enough to start paying attention to what was going on, right? Yeah. At least on the political climate. And 
I don't, I don't agree with everything, but there's some, some steps they made that, you know, it's, it's going down a path. I don't know if I can follow anymore. Politically, politically, at least with some of the laws, it's hard. So it is, but you know, do I want to, I'm not going to go live in Jersey. Florida is always muggy, right? It's always hot. Texas is, it's a no for me right now. Yeah, Yeah. actually it was, uh, I didn't get into it on vacation, but, um, was talking about retirement, um, and places living. Um, my mother-in-law is kind of that snowbird. She's got the house in Florida and a house in Ohio. And if you really need to at this stage of your life and back and forth. And she's like, I don't know about Florida. I don't like DeSantis. And I, I just didn't say anything, but then I guess it was when I got home possibly, but it could have still been when we were on vacation. I see a thing on 1440 News email yeah. that Florida slash DeSantis has gotten permission from the FDA to import certain pharmaceuticals from Canada at a lower cost. Wow. For the next like two years. I'm like, oh, geez, that seems like a bad thing. I'm like, what is he doing that's so bad? I think people just get so, we get all get so magnified i'm listening to um what is that book which one are you holding up i'm reading too many books or reading no not that book um the coddling of the american mind Uh i'm listening to that again Uh, my wife had mentioned uh talking about she's like you'll like this uh pt guy that she's going to for her hip yeah and i was like yeah it's good and i like started just i was like i'm gonna just listen to it again a little bit and there's just so much so much good information in there yeah and one was that i thought you would like that um newton each uh for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction now this guy said like now and i'm gonna forget the term that he used uh, that's the one thing i hate about digital i could have put a bookmark in there but i yeah. can never find my digital bookmarks and audible um that's why you hired me for social media <laughs> that when we're talking about politi- politics mm-hmm. and these tribal things, it is not an equal reaction. And he was going th- you know, through some f- things from 2015, 17, and things happening that somebody on the left does this, and now it's not an equal and opposite. It's magnified yeah. when we're talking about those things. All these things just keep getting magnified. God, people, we just need to get on the same freaking page as Americans, as people. This split is ridiculous. I, I think what's going on right now, you were talking about something that was going on the, you know, with Trump and Carolinas or wherever. Georgia. Who cares, Georgia? All this BS. We just need a regular freaking person. Yeah. It, and nobody wants to run. There's some good people. You live like Rogan. There's different people yeah. out there that nobody wants it. I don't want it, but I am like, you know what, Joe Rogan, if you don't want it, I think you'd be great. There's Perfect other great the people out there. He seems very in the middle, but he's got his money, he's set, you know, and I think sometimes that you're like, hey, these economic things, gas prices aren't affecting you. Grocery prices yeah. aren't affecting you. And I've never been there, but it's you got to think that's going to skew you a little bit as much as you can be. When you have like, you're making decisions that, don't even affect you, but it's going to f- affect other people. Right. That's where I'm like, you know, I'd run for president, but you know, well, now, what's your foreign policy? I'm like, oh John, my gosh. John, first off, 
polit be wary of the politician that wants power. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's the, that's the thing. Always try to vote for somebody who's hesitant to take it. Second is, is if you really want to run for president, the meat, like the things oh, that get made up. Oh yeah. In the media. Nobody the wants to do it because they just, because all the stuff you, they the have other to find side it, trashes right? you. And they'll go dig up uh, something from junior high that didn't really exist oh, that yeah. they'll try to turn into a real thing. You know what I mean? So yeah, because that, that is too much where, for normal people. So you look at where we've come in this country. It's a train wreck. Yeah. Nobody wants, nobody decent out there wants to do it because of what the media is going to do. Not to mention just people that just don't like you are going to say about you, threaten you. I mean, you or look at some of these things you. that, you know, what was happening on college campuses and these speakers are speaking out and it's violence because of their words or threatening them and all of that crap. The other, the things the other side was saying, no matter what the speaker, like, we're going to kill you, rape mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. The things that people say, I mean, and we know, like, don't read the comments on YouTube because people are just jerks. People just say things, whether they mean it or not. They're it's just trying to get something out of it. This whole word we're living in, yeah. we've got to adapt to what has happened with social media, with all of the media outlets, and all of this stuff needs to change to some degree. There's got to be something because nobody wants to run except. Senile person and I'm. I, it seems kind of narcissistic to me. So yeah. what are we going to take? Those are the two people that want to run. One guy that doesn't. I don't think know he's running. Yeah. yeah. And the other guy that wants the power and is whatever you want to call him. Call him something, Josh. He will. He will revenge. You think Trump is out for revenge? Oh, John, it's going to be a, a quote unquote. Like, well, is that a guy that we want that's out for revenge on his enemies or somebody that's trying to fix America? Can we fix healthcare? Can we fix the education system versus these politicians going, I'm going to eliminate all my other threats. There are other Americans we should be trying to get along and do what's right for the country as a whole, as a majority. You once said to me, generally every, speaking, everybody should take martial arts. That way you learn how to be mentally tough. Because martial arts teaches you how to be mentally tough and the body follows. Yeah. Right. That's what you teach all the time. I see it. You know, your mind has to be yeah. ready for it. But people aren't mentally tough for that stuff anymore. They can't handle, they can't handle small changes in their finances. Right. They can't handle small changes in their lifestyle. You know, the big changes that they see that happen around them they'll ignore because they can't handle it, right? And that's what we're up against. Is nobody's mentally tough, so they're all willing to just be scared of everything. Yeah, just, just the way people think of, the, of themselves. Right, well, then they become enemies, right? Because now when you introduce fear between two groups, you know, it's like Yoda always said, fear leads to anger. Anger will lead to hate for that person, and then hate leads to suffering because you will end yes. up dehumanizing and destroying. Favorite Yoda quote. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's real. Yoda it's a quote. real quote, right? Yeah, it's, it's real. It's yeah, totally stoic. It's and we see it. We see it in the media. We see it when groups are going head to head. They will try to find fights with each other, right? They yeah, do. and it's just because they're not capable of 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 knowing or realizing that there's another way of thinking out there, right? That 
your way may not be the way. Yeah, right? people get tied to their tribalism. Yeah. That it's even, you know, onto the fitness realm. I'm fat. I'm out of shape. I'm not an athlete. I'm yeah, you are. You're a human being. Yeah. My oldest used to tell me that because he, like, you was into music and marching band. And he's like, I'm not an athlete. I'm like, yeah, you are. And marching band, there's precision. And never mind just learning music and how, like, that is beyond me. I wish my mind worked musically like his. You had to march and play an instrument. It takes a lot. Uh, physically. But he's like, I'm not an athlete. I'm like, no, you're saying you're not an athlete. You're personal persona is I'm not an athlete. Yeah, you are. Stop thinking of yourself as I'm not an athlete. I can't get in shape. I can't, I'm not into exercise. And you're just telling yourself and reaffirming that I'm just big bones, whatever you want to say, right? You're just self affirming and you keep telling yourself that. No, you've got to say, we just did a short on it. Yeah. I am strong. I can get in shape. I I'm not the fat person, but you get, I'm just fat. You know, saying that I'm just skinny. Well, you can still be in shape. Be like, I'm not strong. Well, you can get stronger for your skin. Everybody's different. And we're not all going to have the same strengths. No, but you can still get a a better, but you get in your head of, I'm just a weakling. Uh, You can build yourself up just because you're skinny. doesn't mean you can't get stronger from, just start working out. You're going to get stronger slowly and steadily. But people get it in their head that I'm this, I'm that. I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. And you're like, I heard it where either side is really gone. When really we're all neighbors just trying to get through our, our lives. It's ridiculous. The, the political them. scene is ridiculous. And people get too tied up into it all. And it's there's a great book um, we're going to talk about, but... Um, first I want to remind you guys, um, if you are our members, we've got January 20th, we've got our clear sky defender seminar, incorporating a blade into your self-defense and of course talking legally, but, uh, also really just practicing and incorporating the hand to hand skills with a tool to save your life, to equalize being outgunned for lack of better words so guys check that out that's on band and the same night our members we've got a member get together that's on our member app as well all right we are back from that little commercial break i've got another americano that's the only way to drink coffee black rifle coffee i don't care they can start to pay me or i am just that word of mouth i love black rifle He'll take 15 pounds a year. He'll get through that in about three months. The resort we were at, we'll just, they might sponsor us. So I won't tell you um, on air, but if you wanted a second cup of coffee at breakfast, $5. And I was like, for that trash, it's bad enough. I am like just addicted to coffee that I'm drinking this just to drink coffee. Right. It is nowhere on par of what I would expect. That's one of my favorite things coming back from vacation is having a really good Americana. I mean, sometimes you can get a good one. The resort I stay at at Mexico, you can get a good Americano. But sometimes that's my favorite thing coming back. Right. Because Starbucks, eh. It's the same thing. I mean, you always know it's better than that coffee I was paying five bucks for. I mean, I might have considered it if they were bringing me a Starbucks. Yeah. 
That's but the coffee that they're, I was like, coffee. yeah, for a refill. Usually it's like four dollars for a side of Parmesan cheese for a kiddo meal for uh, my niece's right. noodles. It's like the four dollars <laughs> for a little little Dixie whatever like whatever little cup. Welcome to the island. <laughs> you're like, oh my gosh. So. Thanks to one of our members that uh, will be back here in the future because they um, keeping their house here in Parker, Colorado. Yeah. Um, has to go to Texas for work. Mikey gave me this. Wow. Um, had done some private lessons. Formed to uh, wow. round out his training with me. The same as ever. Morgan Housel. Housel. Highly recommend this book. Uh, I was on vacation. Didn't have my highlighter or any of my little Marky Mark things there. Um, what are those officially called? Do you like my Marky, Marky Marks? Marks? I like Marky Marky Marks. Mark. Right. I'm just thinking like infringing on Marky Mark now. Yeah. Well, I mean, he goes by Mark Wahlberg. And, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so I went back. I actually read this twice on vacation. Wow. Um, great book, and just covering things that aren't changing, mm -hmm. things that just are always true. And it's kind of like a bully. Like when we talk, our kids are like, you don't know how it is now. Well, yeah, there's social media, but people are always jerks. Yeah. There's always people out there to be evil and all of that stuff. So great. He's also, I think, uh, one of the other, uh, yeah, best-selling author of The Psychology of Money. Um, I thought it was fantastic. And one of the chapters, The Casualty of Perfection, got me thinking about what we do what martial artists do. So um, I might paraphrase a little bit here. Um, one of the first things that there is a huge advantage to being a little imperfect. People don't like to leave opportunities on the table. A common urge is to squeeze out as much efficiency and perfection as you can from whatever you're pursuing. I thought that was really good. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So, he starts to talk about evolution. Okay. In ev evolution is that everything dies. 99% of species are already extinct. Okay. Yeah. The rest will be eventually. Um, and there, there's some great other stuff in there of talking about, uh -huh. um, well, is it just luck? Yeah. Um, as the way, like, I think they were like, if you put a, I don't know how many marbles and you take 2% out, you know, things are going to stay in there for years and years and years. And it's just the way things go and species. So, um, really worth reading. Yeah. Finish so, that up. I think you should finish the rest of that. Yeah. Cause so there was, they had another little thing in there that I didn't, we're not going to talk about, but I, I'm just thinking of it now. There is no perfect species. One adapted to everything at all times. The best any species can do is to be good at some things until the things it's not good at suddenly matter more and then it dies. And he kind of gives some examples from a Russian biologist. A bigger lion can kill more prey, but it's also a larger target for hunters. The bigger you are, the more prey you might need, so you're more vulnerable to... You know, maybe your prey being a little bit uh, not available. Yeah, that, that um, leads directly to extinction when you don't have. So prey. you're bigger, you need more calories, different things. You know, a, a tree captures more sunlight, or the bigger tree carries more sunlight, but it becomes vulnerable to wind. 
right? It can be tipped over in a storm. There, there is always some inefficiency. So I'll skip down a little bit. Yeah. Not maximizing your potential is actually the sweet spot in a world where perfecting one skill compromises another. Evolution has spent 3.8 billion years testing and proving the idea that some inefficiency is good. Yeah. We, we had a conversation about being a jack of all trades, right? And sometimes it can be a bad thing if you're jack of all trades because you don't get to master one. And that, that drive is with us is to master a skill. But now that you've shared that with me and I, I've thought about it, I mean, there is that advantage of being able to do lots of things. Because if you were um, Gigantopithecus, Blackie, they were a giant ape in Australia, right? And that just went completely, in China, I'm sorry, that went completely extinct. And it was most likely because they had a very narrow food supply. So when the food went away, they weren't capable of adapting, so they go extinct, right? So that's like any skill that you might have. It might be really good for one thing, but if you don't learn how to adapt that skill to other things, once the need for that skill goes away, what do you do with it? Yeah, it's kind of like humans. Like we can eat just garbage and survive. We can eat this trash food and yeah. we don't die. We're yeah. we're great that way. Right? We can eat meat. We can eat vegetables. We can eat we totally can eat a made lot of up stuff. processed crap. And, yeah. And survive. So, like, there's a, you know, a strength compared to that guy yeah. where he died out and humans have evolved. Like, we pretty much freaking eat anything. For the most part, yeah. We're, we're very special. I mean, we're not specialized in our dental arcade is what they call it because we've got everything to, to be carnivorous and to be um, an herbivore. So, we're, you know, we, we're very omnivorous in our diet, which means that we're able to eat lots of little things, right? And that keeps you alive instead of just eating one thing. Because pandas eat like almost exclusively eucalyptus, right? Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, koalas. Koala, and if yeah. the if the uh, eucalyptus goes away, what else is the koala going to eat? Because even in zoos, they know they don't like to eat other things. Oh yeah, right. The panda is the same that, thing. Yeah. You know, the bamboo. If there's no bamboo, what does the 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 panda eat, right? And when the when the wolves, you know, large archaic wolves died off because whatever they were eating went away. You know, I often think that Neanderthal died off because they were just outperformed by humans, right? Neanderthal was very, was around for a very long time, but they were most likely very specific on what they were eating, probably large game, right? And humans show up and they outcompete them. They don't have food anymore. They weren't yeah. runners, right? Yeah. Super strong, but they weren't runners. Yeah. So when we look at that from our point of view as the martial artist, you know, MMA has shown that if you specialize, you're going to get beat because yeah. you aren't versed in other disciplines. Yeah. And I think people can fall down that trap. Sure. And that's where what I always liked, the original, um, as you guys may or may not know, Krav Maga lost his trademark a number of years ago now. And that's what it drew me into it. I mean, there's so much bad crap like out there. And that's one thing that drew me into paying a, a large affiliate fee because they had the trademark on it. You want to be part of this, you had to pay for it. And But they protected the brand and the reputation. And you can see over the last, I think it's been like at least 10 years maybe now, that the brand, the name is losing because there's crap out there and then people were going, not that, hey, there's bad doctors and it's just like, crap, my gosh, sucks. Because you saw, 
you went to a bad Krav Maga school, whatever it is. I mean, not to mention when, you know, somebody comes in there and you're like, well, the Krav Maga guy got his ass kicked in the boxing ring. Well, maybe he was better at kicking and he was, yeah, he was a, a little lost of going, don't, don't throw a kick, don't throw a sure. knee, don't clinch, you know, whatever. I mean, I think a lot of martial arts students forget that when somebody is coming from another martial art, they're having trouble or they're not doing their full potential. You know, I'm like, I'd gouge you in the eyes. Sure. I mean, I'm not going to do that in class, but I'm certainly going to think it. I'm going to certainly hover my thumb over your eye and go, I could do this in a a real fight, but I'm not going to do that to my training partner. But I think they, I think they forget that. Yeah. That's what attracted me to Krav is that you don't specialize in any one thing. You're, you're taking yeah. what works at that moment and you train yeah. it, right? At it's the original uh, Koof Mon logo. That was yeah. like the, the circle is open at the top and open at the bottom. Let new things out and things that we're not doing or find something better. They're going out. We're just not going to hold on to them. We're going to get rid of them. Yeah. Like what's the point of training this when we found a better technique or it's just maybe, maybe it's not even relevant right. for some reason, but like a lot of things like, oh, we've evolved the technique. Let's not hold on to it because, you know, Grandmaster Josh said this was the best thing to do. And 20 years later, I don't we're like, wait a second. Grandmaster Josh might have been wrong about that. I don't think Grand and Master Josh <laughs> in front of my name. <laughs> but it, it just allows you to, to grow. And I understand what he means by that. Because when something isn't worth doing anymore because there's no benefit to it, right? There's no payout to what the risk you're putting into it. It's, you have to move on or you die, right? And there has not been a species yet that has not gone extinct or will go extinct. Maybe the whole point of evolution is to get to the point where one of those does exist, but I don't know. I don't yeah. think I'll ever see it. Yeah, I mean, who knows? You're like another ice age and humans aren't going to survive right. that. Most likely, I mean, I forget how much of the earth was not covered in the last, last ice age. There was that it was like 20%. It. Yeah, it was, it was, it, yeah, it was like a, around the narrow bound of the center is where most things survived, right? You're like, so kind of warm. Are humans going to make it through that? Are we going to adapt? Or is it like the earth is just restarting? Technically, we're one for one on ice ages. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we're one for one. So, but as far as like martial arts, is the real, like what got me thinking about this and going, you know, what Todd says from, um, IDS, Todd Fossey, you know, I want to teach you the 20% that's going to get you 80% of the way. Yeah. And it's also like Krav Maga, like keep it simple. We're not trying to get in. We're trying to get you out of the most common attack and not specializing. Yeah. If I go up and box the boxer, that guy's specializing in that. I want to know the basics yeah. to get me out of that. Now you go against the world-class boxer. You should be beaten by the world-class boxer. Or is that what I like always like to say is it's you cloned. One just specialized in boxing and the other one did MMA. Sure. You know, all things kind of equal, taking out strength and size and all those other factors. The more skilled boxer should win that because he specialized in that tool set. Uh-huh. And that's what I like about Krav Maga. That's what I like about what we do here at RMSDF, uh-huh. that we want to be well-versed in everything. You know, how are you implementing your flashlight? Uh-huh. And I think that's a real freaking problem. Uh-huh. 
Like flashlights are a great self-defense tool, but man, now you got a flashlight in your hand, you realize you need to go to guns. I mean, the choice probably is not going to guns and now you have to fight with that flashlight, which is a great one. You know, Bill, um, I love his, uh, I mean, like, yeah, Bill, Bill has, uh, I don't know if he stole it from somebody. I don't think so, but he, uh, what does he call it? The flash and bash. Yeah. I'm going to flash and bash you. <laughs> and that's going to suck. I'm going to blind you and then I'm going to start blast, uh, blasting you with the flashlight. I love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. now you have a flashlight in your hand. Do you want to go to your gun? I right. mean, that's what we're doing here. That's our peaceful warrior program is you've built up a tool set. Like actually a guy that uh, was a member a long time ago, uh, joining back up. He's like, Peaceful Warrior, can you explain that? Like, look, you can get into it. You can join it. You can get all the benefits of all the perks of having every class in that membership. You can't take the Peaceful Warrior class until you have proven to me or another one of the black belts that you have earned your way into that because you have a basic skill set and you're not slowing down the class because we're not re uh, revisiting basic stuff in that advanced class. Hey, we still need to train it (laughs) in that class, but we're not breaking it down. I'm going, Hey guys do all common uh, bear hug attacks. Let's just get a review. I'm not teaching it. Sometimes I, you know, obviously have to be like, Hey, watch your technique, but we're not spending the time teaching it in Peaceful Warrior. It's incorporating a flashlight. It's incorporating the Clear Sky Defender uh, blade into a position where you feel you're going to die. It's life-threatening. They're going to do you great bodily harm. They're going to kidnap you. They're going to rape you. You're going to that higher force option. Going to that gun is not easy as I'm just going to get my gun out of my purse. I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Good luck. You're going to do that at a guy 10 feet away from you? Never mind 15? Yeah. And what if he goes for your purse? The point, you know, I was saying evolution before. There's never been a species that has ever evolved to the point where it stops evolving, right? And that's really what Krav Maga is. It never really starts evolving, which means that if you continue to evolve, your likelihood of surviving goes up, right? That's what evolution does. You end up surviving as you as generations go through, I mean, the specific definition for evolution is very narrow, but for this conversation, as long as it changes, that means it'll improve, which means it'll get better, right? A lot of really old school martial arts will stay within their lane. And the moment people realize that that may not be the most effective, they may never attend it again, right? So that that branch of martial arts is will die off. And there's probably been tons of martial arts that have died off because people just stopped going, like utilizing it. Right. Yeah. And then that's why Krav has the evolutionary advantage over a lot of the others. Cause if it sees something that works, it'll change itself. You know, that is, is it's called in evolution punctuated equilibrium. And there's an instantaneous change inside of a species and it survives. Yeah. That is what Krav gets to do. There's these sudden changes where they're like, this works. We're going to, we're going to do it. Right. Cause it's yeah. better. Will survive. Yeah. Actually, that just kind of brought to my head of martial artists, of whatever, and some people don't like that name, whatever, uh, of just wanting to learn a new one. They're, they're constantly trying to learn the new thing or learn another martial art, and they never master one. 
that could maybe keep them safer because now they're trying to learn another skill set or change. It's kind of like what I was showing you um, with, you know, a traditional martial arts kata or yeah. form of somebody chambering their punch down at their hip and switching to recoiling to your jaw and how hard that is for people. You had the little thing with of, from competition shooting and you're like, ah, oh, I didn't even know I was doing that. Great. Yeah. Thanks, John, for giving me something else to work yeah. on. But you're like, yeah, your, your thing from competition shooting is screwing you when you are, never mind zero to three feet contact distance, six feet away, because we know somebody can cover three feet in a <laughs> blink, blink of an eye. Of an eye. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Half of a blink. Yeah. It's crazy. And people get just tied up into that. It's crazy of like, I'm going to do this and trying to come up with a system. Like I had a guy that was doing some blade stuff and I think it was just different way of fighting with the blade than how we would fight with the blade here and how I think of fighting with the blade. But it was like, I want to go and do and train with other person. I'm like, great, you know, train with this blade guy. I forget, you know, and like, different things I would see in drilling or just knife on knife. Now things aren't gelling together. We're like, keep it simple. Get you home. Uh Like get, get you. I'm going to give you 20% and it's going to give you 80. I love, you know, the way Todd phrases that it's, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of trying to learn all of this detailed knife thing. And then you're like, well, I'm going to do, whatever uh competition shooting and you're like wait that just i'm totally not putting the bad guy the line of fire because i'm so used to moving and not muzzling because that's how we have to safely do it at the range and that's the beauty of our citizen defender class that we can train here and it's unfortunate that gun owners kind of get caught up in their own heads of like well i'm shooting I'm shooting. It was like the um, nice person on a trial last night. I've got, I've got a lot of gun experience. I've got a lot of shooting experience. And then I'm like, okay, let's do some basics. Here's a little, here's our basic warm up. And now I'm throwing into the fire and I'm basically, you know, breaking down flanking drill and I'm like, okay, give it a whirl. And I'm not spending an in-depth conversation with you. Because this is a class and it's not a private lesson. Yeah. And and new people can do that. And like, I want to give you, and even there was another instructional flow and they wanted to give that person some more. And I'm like, no, no, no. They have a lot of shooting experience. So I'm throwing, and I told you, I'm throwing you into the fire because you told me you had a lot, a lot of firearms experience. So I'm okay. All right. Let's see what you can do. Awesome. Great fundamental. Very solid. Sure. But now we start training the way we do here with somebody with a blade and running your OODA loop and, you know, drawing a gun on somebody that is on arms and all of that stuff. Now, oh, I'm like, hey, see what we do here? And you can see they were like, yeah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) And, And liking it. But they get caught up in the range. Yeah. And, and the way of what they feel, 95% of the Citizen Defender program is in the gym with an inert pistol. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It, it's the way to go. 
It's what I've been looking for. Yeah. And well, anybody who's worth their shooting salt will realize after a while that there's more, right? Because there's nobody actually running at you when you're at the range, right? There's nobody actually. There's no dynamic movement because generally you have to stay safe. You're you're a marksman, and that's what they teach you, right? Which is good. You need the fundamental yeah, marksman you need skills. The fundamentals. But until you actually have to be in a fight with the gun, then you don't really know what you're up to and what you're doing. And it changes your whole perspective. What you thought was a really way, great way to hold the gun to be accurate may not be what you need to get out of a situation where they're trying to take your firearm or you're look, you know, they're wrestling you for it. Right. Yeah. You'll never get that at the range. And that's, that's why we're different. This, this is real fighting with the gun. Marksmanship is great. Go to your local range if that's what you want to do. But if you want to fight with the gun, yeah, that's 5%. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, I always hate, you know, like, uh, blowing our own horn here, but we are the first to bring it to Douglas County. I don't yeah. see anybody else doing what we're doing in our citizen defender program, conceal carry. You know, I, one of our members like, I did a conceal carry class and I feel like, oh my gosh, and, uh, and, uh, you need to come to our citizen defender class. You're taking an unarmed step because you travel a lot. That's great. Just going to the range, that that's awesome. But you need to make the decision and how you're doing that. I mean, just, just the range habit you had. I'm like, yikes, you're at contact distance with person with a blade and you're taking me out of the line of fire and that that should be eye-opening to everybody never mind the mistakes we all make i always like say to the kids i'm like you know it's like when i say we need to practice i'm not saying you students practice more it's always Uh we i all of us can get better all of us are human we all make mistakes and that's what training is about like Make mistakes. Here is the place yeah. to fail. And training is the place where it shows you you'd rather do it in training than in real life. I want somebody to see it. You know, that's why yeah. I get in front of you, the professional, to say, what am I doing wrong here? And if you see it, you correct it in that moment to try yeah. to make you a better fighter. I mean, it just sucks. I mean, I said uh, in the class last night, and I didn't get too into uh, checking it out, but a law enforcement officer was clearing a house and like an 11-year-old charged, like ran out oh and he shot him. Lucky the kids survived. Oh my gosh. But they were trying to clear the house. I think it was like the boyfriend or whatever yeah. is who they were looking for. Yeah. And now the kid runs out after him. You're like, oh my God. Which is the hardest. Oh, thing. yeah. Because yeah. we know. It's a nightmare how fast that somebody could be on you with a knife and making that decision. Like, yeah, and oh, and I have not like, I have not seen this case and I'm not like, man, I can just go, I feel you because man, like the training we do, somebody charging at you and determining what the heck I had a barbell clamp in my hand, which is Chrome. Yeah. In my hand from our fitness side is where we're training um, citizen defender last night. And, you know, and Nick goes, and I was on the new studio. I wasn't watching yeah. Nick, um, was running the drill at the same time. And he's like, and, and he like, good, good freaking person. He is. He's like, I shot you too. I'm like, I wasn't watching you. He's like, it was silver. It was silver in your hand. I shot. And I was just literally squeezing that barbell clamp, which is a good workout. So, you know, yeah, I was like being a bad guy, getting some grip strength going on. But, uh. He, they both shot me. I'm like, and what we're telling you, like in the drill, just because we're saying fight, 
We're just using that as there's a fight somewhere. There's a threat somewhere. You know, some of our instructors will say threat, fight, all the same thing. There's a threat somewhere. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. it's where the threat uh, you heard, Josh, look out, doesn't mean it's coming right at you. No, but there's <laughs> right a now, threat. And, and that's the, I, the, we had a student punch uh, their friend because they were like, Josh, <laughs> and they punched the friend. I, I'm thinking of um, an umbrella-ish thing came down over the frozen food section a couple years ago, my wife. And I was like, look out. <laughs> and she's like, and it hit her. And she's like, what the heck? And I'm like, I don't know. It wasn't coming that fast. And I said, look out. She's like, I looked at you. I'm like, well, not at me. Look out. Look out. Wait, look out. Look around. That's like, she was all mad at me because I hit her. But I was like, it wasn't coming at a high rate of speed. Nobody um, knows the, the timing it takes in those decisions until you actually do the decision. Make, the, yeah. the drill, right? Because you've got to decide. Like, Probably in your thing, you turn around, you see metal. That's you don't have time to like take it all in. You have to because you, you just shot an unarmed person. But that, that's the point. That's so fast, like it, it floods the senses, right? And unless you train those senses to be able to pick up more and more, you're just gonna react to what you see. And that's why you need the training because you have to get your body used to taking in a ton of information quickly to make a choice. Yeah, it's like going to that gun. You know, like if I, if you were, um, say that competition shooter and whatever the call is or threat or gun or knife and you're clearing and your firearm and you're presenting it out, just like, John, guy, go with the guy with the gun, guy with the gun. And you're like, boom, boom, boom. Oh shit. That was a cop. Mm -hmm. That would suck. And really bad. Just because the guy's a gun, you've got to determine what's going on. It's a thing I did up uh, that Colorado crowd I got put on a bunch of years ago. And they did an active shooter. And how many people um, started attacking law enforcement? Yeah. Yeah. I because it was an active shooter and there's a guy with a gun. But he's got SWAT or police on his shirt. Or he's got his badge because he was a detective or whatever the scenario. The amount of people that just reacted... And not when, who is this? Yeah. You know, some of the people are yelling police, police, and people are jumping on them. Yeah. Because they don't, the auditory exclusion. Right. All or of that stuff, you just got to keep them. doing it. You don't believe You them. don't believe them, right? If they're a plain clothes officer and they're yelling at a police officer, that's going to be a hard choice. I mean, you would have to go, wow, that cop just shot the defenseless guy standing with his hands down. Yeah. I get that would be whoa, I think this guy's dressed up. Yeah. But you've got to run your OODA loop and yeah. make that decision. And it's it not in. always about speed. We want to be fast, but man, you're fast to shoot the wrong person. Great. Wow. Yeah. Woo. Right. Quick. Quarter of a second. Right. Awesome. See you in jail. And now you're gonna spend how many seconds in jail? Yeah. Or, you know, the rest of your life. How many seconds is that? That's why we have to come in and, and look at it now. See it a thousand times here before we have to see it once yeah. out there. So, um, you guys know we love all aspects of self-defense and fitness and firearms and flashlights, tasers, blades, yeah. everything here and incorporating it in or 
even if you're not, um, we just had a mom come in for our kids' program. She's like, what? What's going on back there? And I'm like, oh, that's our functional fitness. That's our project fit. You know, it's scalable to anybody's ability. Yeah, check it out. And yeah, she's like, my son could be, oh, it's a daughter. Sorry. Right. Um, my daughter could be doing this and I could be getting a workout in. I'm like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Come on in. You could, you could get your workout in and, you know, that's always, uh, you know, time is always so hard for all of us. It doesn't matter. I'm a gym owner and I got to carve out the time to get my workouts in. It doesn't matter because everybody has all of those things. You just got to, is it a priority to you to get in shape? And if you're looking to get in shape, you want to get better with your self-defense, protect yourself, check out our website, rmsdf.com. You can really support the podcast. We've got our great line of Prestige Lab supplements on shop.clearsky.training. Get t-shirts on that or shop.rmsdf. Dot com. You can get some t-shirts and other stuff. I put some patches on uh, the RMSDF shop. Some cool ones there. Some stuff coming down the pipe um, that you will see here shortly. So that will greatly support the podcast and uh, let us do uh, what we do here. Um, I hope you found uh, the couple self-defense tips um, in, uh, in terms of the law. And remember, we are not lawyers. We are just uh, telling you our experience and our point of view and things that we have picked up. But man, the legal system is tough to navigate as you guys know, but we've got to keep that in our training and part of what we do because I could throw you in a rear naked choke, but maybe I'm not justified in putting you in that life or death scenario. So it's all things that we get our students thinking about here at Rocky Mountain Self-Defense and Fitness in Castle Rock, Colorado. All right, you guys take care. Have a great day. Stay safe out there. Train more and suck less.